to their screams. Greetings, ghouls and creeps, and welcome to Listen to Their Screams, a horror podcast. I am one of your hosts, Dave. I'm joined as I am every episode by Ike. Ike, how are you? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. I, I, I have no complaints. No, I mean, I'm sure I could come up with some, but at the moment I have none. Well, then you have just uh, you just uh, surrendered your Internet card then, because if you're you can't be online if you don't have complaints, because that's <laughs> apparently all the Internet's good for anymore. But I'm just joking. Just joking. Uh, thank you for joining us wherever you are and wherever you're listening. Uh, make sure you subscribe to us. Give us a follow. Uh, share the episodes. Rate, review us. All that good stuff. And if you're on social media, make sure you follow us there. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Slasher, and Letterboxd. All you gotta do is look up, look up, listen to screams. That is, listen the number two in screams, and you can find us there. Uh, special special thanks that we do every episode to Monica and Kayla, our wives, for their support, their help, uh, and their research. And pretty soon they will be appearing once again on the show for another wise rebuttal. They they need to nail down what they want to re- what, what they want to. What is what's the verb? What's the verb? Rebut. Rebute? <laughs> Rebut? Rebute? Rebute. What I they want so. to argue. <laughs> Let's just call it what it is that what they want to argue with us. Uh, so uh, we'll see. We'll see what they want, what they want to do. But we we'll need to get them on for another wise rebuttal soon. And as we uh, always do right up front, we want to give a spoiler warning. We do discuss movies on this podcast. And in the course of that, we will spoil plot points. You have been warned on this episode. We are going to be reviewing the new release, Renfield, that is out in theaters now. Go check it out. Uh, but I, before we get to that and all the other things we're going to do, uh, what did you do this week? Anything fun? Anything spooky? Any Watch anything good? Yeah. Um, well, so, I mean, I guess first and foremost, uh, my, my maintained addiction of, uh, uh, of Resident Evil has continued to persevere. <laughs> I'm on my second uh, playthrough of Resident Evil 4. Um, for those of the for those of us who are not Resident Evil fans, um, oftentimes these games I, I think need to be replayed multiple times to find all the little secrets and Easter eggs. So um, I'm on my second playthrough, probably second of many. Um, I also started a, a new show I watch. Um, it's called uh, The Sinners. Um, so the or I'm sorry, The Center. Um, so the, it's actually more on the side of like a suspense series. Uh, but it's four seasons. Each season is its own story, but it follows kind of like the same g- guy. Um, he's a detective. His name is Harry Ambrose. Um, but it, he's actually played by Bill Pullman, who, for those who may not know, was the president in Independence Day. And he was also Lone Star in Spaceballs. Uh, <laughs> so it's it's actually really good. Uh, this, it's a really great TV show. I've really, really enjoyed it. Um Let's see. I'm trying to think if I've watched anything else that would constitute a spooky thriller or anything of that nature. Um, Man, honestly, no, I've been really I really got sucked into the center. So I've been really focused on it. So I really haven't watched a whole, whole lot else. That's I I can't say that. I think that's a phrase I never thought I'd hear on the podcast. I got sucked into the center. That's right. Um, (laughs) Taken out of context. That can mean so many things, but. Uh, anyway, let's see. What did I watch? Let's see. I, I, I finished up my Halloween rewatch by uh, early in the week by watching uh, the uh, the new trilogy, the uh, Halloween Halloween Kills. And yes, Halloween ends. I watched it again. Um, again, I'm not going to knock it or whatever else. But man, this is like third or fourth time I've seen it. It's just it just doesn't get better for me. It just really doesn't. I, I mean, 
I really like Halloween and I like Halloween kills. They're, 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 they're pretty decent. And uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not again. I'm not going to open that wound back up and I'm not going to say I hate Halloween ends. I'm not going to say it's horrible. It's just, uh, I don't know. Well, if you want to know, just go back and listen to that episode. I'm not going to do it again. Right. And then, and then I made the discovery. I told you an episode or two that I watched ginger snaps again. Right. Yeah. And I fully enjoyed it. And I don't know why, but I probably because I was probably exploring one of the actresses in their you know relation to supernatural as I so often do. And I discovered, did you know, there were two other ginger snaps movies. <laughs> I was not aware of this. I did not know that there is a trilogy of ginger snaps movies with the, the two girls are in all of them. And, um, uh, there were, the other two was it was Ginger Snaps two unleashed and then Ginger Snaps back to the beginning and I, apparently those were filmed at the same time just back to back and they were released in the same year. Uh, the second one did not do really well in the theaters at all. The third one was straight to home video at that time. And um, I, I, the second one I was like, eh, it's not too bad, but it's not as good as the first. And man, the third one I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> I mean. It's like suddenly they went back to the 18. It was weird. I don't I don't understand what it had. I mean, I don't know. I, I understand what they were trying to do, but it just didn't fit into the. I don't know. It didn't relate as much, except for the, the fact that it had the same actresses. I don't know. I, I didn't enjoy the third one at all. And uh, but but I have completed now the uh, the Ginger Snaps trilogy. Uh, happy to say uh, there will be no Ginger Snaps rewatch in the future it, it, outside the first movie, though. I'm, I'm just telling you now. It's just the way it is. Um, and then uh, in anticipation of this coming week, Evil Dead Rise coming out, I did watch uh, The Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and Army of Darkness. Uh, I have not watched the remake yet. Uh, I will probably watch that sometime, but I haven't watched it yet. Uh, and then I got sidetracked because uh, for some reason I, I, I just had an old hankering to watch It. And I'm talking the 1990 It. Hmm. And so I watched that. Uh, and uh, was re- I mean, it's been a long time since I've watched it. And uh, man, it is it's good. And now it's you know now that's just sparked the itch to to watch the other two the two newer ones so I'll be rewatching those soon too and uh but in a, in a related note my supernatural connection you know whatever we call it seven degrees of supernatural or whatever you want to call it and tying to Ginger Snaps the girl that plays Becky in Supernatural who plays one of the sisters in Ginger Snaps yeah plays the young girl in It from 1990 really yeah you know the young you know they had the Lucky Seven the little the group of kids. That you know are adults later. She's the the female, the girl, in, in the young scenes. Unbelievable. Huh. Had no clue, no clue ever. Just that new Dominic. I was watching it and I was looking at it. And I was like, what is the look at her eye? Who is this girl? And lo and behold, it, it was Emily Perkins, Supernatural and, and Ginger Snaps. Blew my mind. So <laughs> wild. Uh, and, and then not to mention there was the the mom. I, I see supernatural connections everywhere, and I know this is not a supernatural podcast per se, but it does fit the bill here. And um, at the beginning of it, with the the first kid disappears, uh, you know, down the drain, or whatever. The right. mom of those two kids was in the supernatural Christmas episode. Just <laughs> rocks my so world. Every time I, it, it is. It's because I'm telling you what it is. So much stuff is filmed in Canada, and there's these, this. You know, there's I'm not I don't want to say true, but there are the tried and true Canadian actors and actresses who are in so many things. And because Supernatural was filmed in Vancouver, we get so many of these people that that make appearances of Supernatural. But it blows it, it blew my mind that the Becky, the the actress played Becky was the young girl. And I, I mean, just unbelievable. But anyway, that's what I watched. So there you go. <laughs> 
Yeah, I've, I've never seen I've never seen Ginger Snaps, but I think I'm gonna have to check it out. Yeah, I watched the I mean the first one I I enjoy the first one. I man, the second one is not it's not super horrible. It's not but man, that third one. I mean, you know me though, I'm a completist, so I had to watch all three. But uh, I don't think there will be a rewatch ever of that third one. Probably not the second one for that matter. But uh, I, I do enjoy the first one. I, I like it a lot. But I, I did notice in the second and third, you know, several other supernatural actors and actresses as well. But I won't dive into all that because <laughs> I'm not going to hog hog the show by talking about supernatural. So anyway, Ike, um, we have discussed that we announced it on social media. Uh, we're going to we're going to try some new segments on the show. Right. We're going to mix it up a little bit. And this is for various reasons. Right. Just it's just to keep things fresh, to keep things lively, to do some different stuff and have some fun. Um, and because, as you pointed out. While we fully enjoy the top three and it spawns some really great conversations, there's going to come a point in time where we're going to be scraping to come up with ideas for the top three. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be really weird stuff. And um, so we thought, well, maybe we should back off a bit and, and and do some other things so that we don't completely just burn out that 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 game. So we're going to we're going to try a rotation uh, with each episode of the every whatever for each month. There'll be one one of these segments. It'll be a different segment each episode for, per month. Right. So each each segment will be monthly, so to speak. Right. Uh, so top three will now be a monthly segment. Wise rebuttal will now be a a, a, a monthly segment. Uh, we have discussed uh, doing uh, what we're going to call stump the co-host, which is a kind of a trivia based thing, which will be once a month. And uh, and then this one will be another regular that we're going to talk about here in a second. And then we're also going to do one on any any month where there's a, like a fifth Thursday. We're going to throw in one called horror hot takes. Which is going to be a kind of a, a hot take on a horror topic, horror movie, horror related theme, uh, something that might ruffle a few feathers and get people to say what the fuck, uh, <laughs> just to do that. And uh, it might be good that we only do it on Muscle Five because, you know, again, that could that could be a topic that might burn out pretty quickly uh, if we're you know doing it super regularly. But one of our new monthly segments that we're going to debut right now. This is the first time we're going to do it, and we're going to see if it if it works or if we crash and burn. Uh, but this segment is going to be called Two Truths in an AI. Two Truths in an AI. All right, Ike. And the, the gist of this segment is that our researcher, Monica, who puts together our show notes, has gone out and pulled from IMDb. She's using IMDb as her basis, right, so that we have a, a, a base to build on. Two synopsis of, of movies, of horror movies. She's taken out any specific details to, that would give the movie away and just broke it down to just a very brief summary of those movies. She's pulled two of those from IMDb and then used an AI generator to generate a third movie summary. So basically, we have three movie summaries here. Two of them are real movies, actual movies. One of them is a fake. <laughs> we're going to read them. And when we do this, we're reading it for the first time. We have not looked at the segment of the notes. We have not looked at our answer yet. We have no clue. Uh, we're we're going on on record here, you know, hand hand in the sky, <laughs> uh, you know that we have not seen these. We're reading them for the first time, and we're gonna see if we can pick this out. So we might get embarrassed with this, Ike, but we'll see. We'll see. All right, are we ready? <laughs> I think so. Here we go. And they're gonna also tie they'll tie into the theme of the episode as much as they can. So these are vampire based. These are all related in some way to vampires because we're talking about Renfield today. So here we go. The first summary is communist soldiers accidentally unleash the part vampire servant of Dracula 
as well as Zoltan, his vampire dog, during excavations in Romania. Together, they set out for America to find the last living descendant of the great count. All right, that's our first one. Number two, Dracula had always been a solitary figure, the knights being his only company. But one day, on his way back to his castle from a hunt, he stumbled upon a small dog and his life changed in unexpected ways. Why do they all want to give Dracula a dog? What does it do with this? I know, right? And number three, Dracula's lovable <laughs> monster-sized puppy, Tinkles, wants to play, but Dracula is too busy juggling his duties at the hotel and decides to find Tinkles a companion. Okay, that's our three. Before we really get into this, do any of these three I jump out as you as a movie you recognize? The third one almost, I don't think it is, but it almost seems like uh, uh, Hotel Transylvania. I, it's probably not, like, at all even remotely related, but, like, I could definitely see that being, like, a Hotel Transylvania movie. Um, I've never, never seen any of those, so I'm no help there. Um, so. I, but honestly, no, I don't think I've ever seen a movie with, uh, with like, a Dracula character and a dog. I don't think I've ever... Uh, that doesn't ring any bells. <laughs> clearly, two of these three are real. So clearly, that, those movies are out there, which is wild. Um, I, I don't know the a market. The, <laughs> the first one seems very oddly, weirdly specific with his communist soldiers, and I don't know. I mean, his dog's name is Zoltan, and let's see. I, I don't know. If, if I had to give you a guess, um, the the second one sounds accurate, um, just because I, I feel like. So no, so I, I think okay. So my guess is that the second one is the uh, the AI generated, okay. because the the first and the third one are, are are like you said they're very specific. The only one that's not specific is the second one. All right, so we are purely basing our guess not on knowledge, but purely just on we're just trying to we're just trying to play the system here. That's what we're that's all I've got to play to. I because none of these jump out at me as 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 anything I recognize. So. Uh, okay, so that's what we're going with. We're going with number two is the AI. And again, number two is Dracula had always been a solitary figure, the knights being his only company. But one day on his way back to his castle from a hunt, he stumbled upon a small dog and his life changed in unexpected ways. Okay, that's the one we're picking as AI. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Let me let me open here. I'm, I am opening now. Feel very like very for you old people. Feel like Johnny Carson here. All right, here we are. Number one is true. It is a movie called Dracula's Dog from 1977, which is, excuse me, which is available for free on the Canopy app. It was also re-released in 2019 on Blu-ray under the title Zoltan, Hound of Dracula, with audio commentary, and it's a big cult movie. Number two is AI-generated, with Dracula's pet as the only parameter. So we've, we, we, we nailed it. Ike, you got it. Number two is the AI movie. And number three is correct. And Ike, you nailed this too. It is called Monsters Pets, a Hotel Transylvania <laughs> short film from 2021. Holy crap, Ike. You know your, you know your animated uh, Dracula films there, apparently. Clearly, uh, clearly. Uh, I love Hotel Transylvania. It's, uh, it's uh, Adam Sandler, actually. He voices Dracula in those. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did. So there we go. First hype debut, we got it right. Uh, that, that Hopefully in the future, maybe we'll... Some of these will spark. Oh, yeah, I know what that is. But when <laughs> when you get them that they're so, well, I mean, I guess these aren't really that vague. 
I mean, they were they were kind of specific. Even had some names in there, and it still did not uh, spark anything. Of course, I have not ever seen Dracula's Dog from 1977, and I have not watched any Hotel Transylvania. So uh, I was just uh, just treading water there, no idea whatsoever. So yeah, there you go. Go ahead. As, as I, I think you'd probably like Hotel Transylvania. It's literally just like the classic monsters, but animated in, yeah. in a funny way. <laughs> yeah, and I do like animated. I don't. I don't know why I've never watched any of it. It's just it's I don't one of those things I just never have done. I guess. But there we go, the debut of Two Truths and an AI, uh, where we had two real movie summaries, one fake generated by an AI, and we nailed it. I got it right. Uh, picked the AI out, so we'll do that again in a month, and uh, we'll see if we can we can keep undefeated on this. That's uh, right, so, batting uh, a thousand here. <laughs> that's right. Only, uh, you know, though, when you're batting a thousand, the only place that goes down. So true. I guess you can stay the same. I mean, I guess I guess technically it's not true, but... All right, well, let's take a break. And uh, when we come back, we'll dive into news and upcoming releases. Remember, in the course of discussing movies, the host will spoil plots. You've been warned. All right, and moving right into some news. Of course, as always, we got to start with some toys and merch. We have the Magic Candle Company. Wow, I didn't know that we would be talking about a candle company. But the MagicCandleCompany.com, they have a Horror Nights collection. It is going to feature an aquatic blend of ozone and musk, um, which perfectly recreates the familiar smell of pyrotechnic fog. And it's going to be as available as a candle, wax melt, room spray, or fragrance oil. Now, like, don't get me wrong, like, low-key, I do like the smell of, like, the artificial fog. Like, weirdly enough, I do. So, like, I, I think I do want to buy this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's very peculiar to me. But I, I do say, if nothing else can be said here, I, we may be the only podcast that talks about, you know, Dracula's dog and pyrotechnic fog candles in the same episode. I mean, we're just all over the place today. But, uh, yeah, magiccandle.com. Uh, oh, excuse me, MagicCandleCompany.com. Yeah, I can't, uh, yeah, can't we'll forget that, that company there. Uh, <laughs> that's funny, though. That's funny, though. I love that. All right, so we do have a couple of key birthdays. We have Clint Howard from Ron's Brother, Evil Speaks, Ticks, and uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween. Uh, his birthday is on the 20th. And, of course, we also have uh, – is, is it Jordana Brewster? Is that right? I believe so, yeah. Uh, Jordana Brewster, that is from the faculty, Texas Chancellor Massacre of the Beginning. Uh, their birthday is on the 26th. Uh, both of those are reasonably good movies. The faculty is really good. I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have some anniversary release dates of some uh, pretty key movies, actually. Uh, we have Dawn mm-hmm. of the Dead from 1979 uh, from the 20th. Uh, Bride of Frankenstein from 1935, one of Dave's favorites, of course, uh, from the mm-hmm. 22nd. And Scream 2 from the 24th, the 1997 classic. Obviously, Scream 2 is, uh, you know, up there on our list of uh, Scream movies. So if you're uh, curious, check out our Scream episode. Um, and then we do, unfortunately, have an in memoriam. We have Carol Locatell from Friday 13th, The New Beginning, who played Ethel, um, which, if I remember correctly, she's the... Uh, that they own the shop, right? And um, she gets killed. Yeah, she's no, she's the crazy neighbor uh, in the oh, yeah. uh, on the uh, whatever you want to call it, the house that Tommy's sent to or lives at. She's with the son, the weird ass son, and they they ride it on the moped, and she's just <laughs> crazy and cusses and 
makes the weird stew and they're they're just they're kind of wacky. But yeah, she played the uh that that mom that lived had the property next door to the uh, to the house. I got you. That makes sense. I was gonna say because I, I thought she was the store owner, but yeah, I remember that now because the the son was like, yeah, tell them all or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, yeah. I think oh, the store owner was in uh, was in three. Yeah, I think you're in, right. In the three D. Right. Yeah, with the, the the man and woman that owned the little shop that uh, with the weird guy who was walking through the shop eating from the products on the shelf, like eating a donut and taking a drink out of the juice. It was very weird. But uh, yeah, that that was in that was in part three. Gotcha. All right. I mean, I would do the same thing if I owned a like a great gas station. I'd just be eating the food all the time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, we also have some other news unrelated to food and the Friday Thirteenth movies. Um, we have the Welcome to Dairy prequel series to It. This is going to be set in the 1960s, and this series is rumored to be focusing more on Pennywise the Clown's origin story leading up to the events of the first It film. Now, It Chapter 2 alluded to how Pennywise came to be, but this is set to basically explain that, flesh it out just a little bit more, um, which would be really interesting because I know the books, um, not only the It book, but the uh, Dark Tower series really um, explains kind of like the origin of the Deadlights and all that. Um, And our cast so far for that is Madeline Stowe, Taylor Page, uh, Joven Adepo, and Bill Skarsgård will not be returning as Pennywise, uh, which makes me sad. Um, but this is due out in 2024 on HBO Max, soon to be uh, just Max. So keep an eye out for that. Um, I'm sure that you're excited for this, Dave. Yeah, 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 I am. It uh, should be fun. I, I mean, I have faith that it'll be be done well. All the recent It products and It movies are are very well done. So uh, yeah, it'll be it'd be curious to see. I mean, I'm 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 will. Venture to guess they're going to stay pretty close to the source material uh, as they have done recently. So should be fun. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. And then on some upcoming releases, we have a couple of a uh, couple of tasty morsels for you folks. Um, we do have Evil Dead Rise. It's going to be in theaters on April 21st. Um, now, obviously, we will be reviewing this next week, and I am both excited and terrified to see this. It is a twisted tale of two estranged sisters whose reunion is cut short by the rise of flesh-possessing demons. Always a good way to ruin a family that, game. That'll game. do it. <laughs> that'll, that'll do it. Uh, but this will thrust them into the battle, or a primal battle, I should say, for survival as they face the most nightmarish version of family imaginable. This is going to be written and directed by Lee Cronin, and uh, he previously wrote and directed acclaimed horror movie Hole in the Ground from 2019. Uh, obviously we are both super excited for this movie. Um, mm-hmm. but I just, uh, I, I, I see that trailer and every time I see that trailer, I just get a little bit more scared to watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Makes, makes me very, uh, very nervous around cheese graters. <laughs> oh God. Uh, we also have Bo is afraid, which we were also really excited to see, but unfortunately evil dead rise has to take priority. Uh, it is also being released on April 21st. So I'll be ex- interested to see how that performs next to evil dead. Uh, but Bo is afraid is uh, following the sudden death of his mother and mild mannered, but anxiety ridden man confronts his darkest fears as he embarks on an epic. This is a Kafka esque odyssey back home starring Joaquin Phoenix from The Joker, Amy Ryan from Only Murders in the Building. And this is written and directed by 
Ari Aster, the madman behind Hereditary and Midsommar. And this is going to be a whopping uh, three-hour runtime, so Dave will not be watching this movie. (laughs) i tell you what. I mean, good Lord. I mean, I I don't know. Is there enough story there to support three hours? I guess we'll see. But uh, I don't know. By the trailer, man, I I feel like you got to – kind of drop the brown acid before you watch this thing to be able to follow along what's going because it's it's a trip and and we'll, i don't know we'll see i guess at some point i'll watch it it just may have to be in segments that's what i was gonna say it's gonna be like the uh the justice league when that like the five hour justice league movie came out had to watch it in like breaks and stuff uh <laughs> but uh in any case i will be excited to see how this movie performs uh, especially coming out the same weekend as evil dead rise um but i you know i'm excited for both of these but obviously we're going to be reviewing evil dead rise next week um but if let's say you're jonesing like like we always say you, you need a little 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 taste of something before you can see evil dead rise you can check out lee cronin's acclaimed hole in the ground and you can see this through showtime or paramount plus on streaming so um, you if go. you're if you're wanting to kind of get a feel for who Lee Cronin is and how this movie might pan out, check that out. But that's right. Yeah. That, hey, but, hey, before we move on, though, I, I <laughs> forgot. That I, I meant to bring it up earlier. Did did you uh, <laughs> did you see the trailer release for Insidious, the Red Door? I did. I watched it. Um, yeah, I meant I meant to bring it up at the beginning. When we were talking about what we watched. But yeah, the, the, the trailer was the day we're recording this. It, it dropped today, I believe. And uh, yeah, I watched it. And. Man, I, that's pretty good. I, I'm, I'm pretty stoked. I, I am. Let me tell you what. I'm glad you brought that up. Let me tell you what. Before we move on. I'm sorry if this is a little interruption here. So it, before we move on, got to tell you. Let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something. Right. Let, me, let me fill go you in. It. Here we go. Preach, okay. brother. Preach. Uh, here we go. Whew. All right. The Insidious movies, in my opinion, are some of the best paranormal slash supernatural movies on the market. Every single one of those movies slaps. Uh, and, I, and I don't mean that in like a weird way, but it's like all of them have like something good. You know what I mean? Sometimes you watch these yeah. movies, you have these trilogies, quadrilogies, whatever you want to call them. And sometimes the content kind of lacks. They fall off towards the end. But in my opinion, Insidious is not like that. You have the first two Insidious movies that directly tie into one another. The third one is sort of like a prequel to those movies. And then the fourth one is sort of like, an in-betweener kind of in between all of them. Um, and then this one obviously is 10 years into the future. And it is, of course, it's, it's going to act in the, f- the fashion of a requel uh, because it's obviously, you know, it recasts uh, the, the kids. I think, I don't think they're the same people. Um, I mean, they could be, I don't know, but um, this obviously is a going to be a future movie. So I am really excited for it because obviously in cities movies, the, the uh, tiny Tim song, the tip, through the mm-hmm. oh man super creepy can't hear it without getting goosebumps and like I, I i just have a good feeling about this movie i'm pretty sure if i read correctly what lay one l is uh, attached to this isn't he uh yeah i think so i think so um yeah i mean it's, it's a super sad. i mean i like man they kind of i mean they built the whole franchise here and it's it's wild it's i guess when you when you see it you're like oh this is like the fifth movie and it's like it kind of hits it's like damn there's been that you know there's already been four it right. just doesn't. I don't know. It didn't. It didn't feel like it for some reason. And um, but yeah, you're right. These are great movies. Uh, they're fun movies. I mean, you know, if you're if you're into you know paramor- uh, paranormal horror, which I, I fully enjoy. And uh, yeah, I look forward to it. We'll be reviewing it, uh, you know, around the time when it comes out. And 
I mean, it's like I said, it's, it's a big year for horror, and this is another. That's going to be a. I expect this. You know, it'll do well in the theaters. It's going to, you know, be right up there probably as one of the top draws on its opening weekend. I anticipate, and uh, hopefully I didn't jinx it, but uh, you know, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited, and the trailer looks great, and it just got me even more excited, and I uh, can't wait. I can't wait. It comes out this fall. Also, I, I gotta say, I gotta mention Patrick oh, wait, Wilson no, no, no. is directing this, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I back it up. I don't think it's the fall. I think it's July. I if I remember right. I think it comes uh, out in July. You are correct. It comes out yeah. on July the seventh, two thousand and twenty-three. So they, we yeah. are only a few months away from that. So that's not that's not too right. far away. <laughs> no, no. That's that's it's good. Can't wait. Summer blockbuster. There we go. There you go. In any Good news, uh, <laughs> in any case, I think that pretty much wraps us up for news today. Um, like I said, you know, check out the movies that are coming out this weekend. Um, we'll say it again before the end, but obviously, the more you watch horror movies, the more horror movies they make, obviously. Uh, <laughs> but uh, when we come back, uh, we are going to check out and we are going to review Renfield. Listen to their screens is now a Fangoria collaborator. Get 20% off your order at shop.fangoria.com by using the promo code listen to screens at checkout. That is listen to number two and screens. Or you can click the link in the show notes. All right, we're back here on Listen to Their Screams, and it is time for our weekly movie review. And this time we are reviewing Renfield, which is in theaters now. Uh, to sum it up, Renfield is the tortured aide to his narcissistic boss, Dracula and is forced to procure his master's prey and do his every bidding. However, after centuries of servitude, he's ready to see if there's a life outside the shadow of the Prince of Darkness. That's starring Nicolas Cage, who's in, a, as it's put in the notes here, a gazillion movies, most notably National Treasure, Face Off, Con Air, uh, but he's playing Dracula in this film. Nicholas Holt from X-Men Warm Bodies, who's playing Ren. Uh, Aquafina uh, from Shang-Chi, Jumanji, The Next Level, many other movies, uh, is playing the officer. I don't remember her exact name, I can't, I, I, but she plays the officer in this thing. And literally, Nicolas Cage has stated over the past 20 years that it has been a lifelong dream of his to play Dracula, so much so that he accepted this film, even though he is not the lead of the film. And a fun fact, Renfield Syndrome is also known as a clinical vampirism. It is a rare psychiatric disorder where an individual has an intense fascination with drinking blood or believing themselves to be a vampire. This syndrome is named after the character R.M. Renfield from Bram Stoker's uh, novel Dracula, of course who consumed live insects to obtain their life force. It uh, does not say that this this condition in any way uh, makes you sparkle in the sun, uh, <laughs> a la Twilight. So that those movies are completely false in their approach to vampirism. I'm just joking. Um, so, yeah, this uh, this is a movie that I was super psyched about coming out because, obviously, we're, we're dipping back into classic monsters. Uh, I mean, Dracula is obviously, you know, out there. I mean, it's it's but it's known for its ties to universal and, and obviously hammer horror from England. Uh, so, you know, that's right in my vein uh, to me, the, the, the absolute epitome peak of the, the, the Dracula will, you know, it'll always be Bela Lugosi. Uh, and, you know, and of course, Chris really did a great job with hammer, but uh, you know, uh, Nicholas Cage fit the part, right? He looked the part uh, and it definitely had the passion in it. Uh, one thing that I super love and I have to mention right off the top, I love how, uh, they went this is I mean, made to be, uh, you know, tied to the original Dracula. And um, they actually even went so far as to go back and film a couple of scenes from the original movie with 
you know, the, Nicholas Cage and, and, and Renfield and this is the new Renfield and um, in the black and white to look like the original. Uh, the part where he says, oh, I never drink wine and, and stuff like that. Those and the shots of the eyes with Nicholas. Cage, those are those are direct recreations from the original film. And uh, I love that, of course. Right. That that just uh, made me giddy to see that that, that kind of uh, homage. Um, this movie is is very heavy in the in the comedy. Um, I will say if I have I have I have two little gripes with the movie. Overall, I enjoyed the movie. It was a fun movie. It, it was it was it was just enjoyable to me, right? It was enjoyable. I felt there were times they leaned too much into the comedy. Now that being said, all it would have taken to kind of take to bring bring it in, I don't think Dracula should really had a comedic side so much. Uh, I think if you if they would have kept Dracula a little scarier, a little more serious, everybody else could have played the comedy around that. But there were some scenes with just some things that Dracula said and the looks. I was like, ah, eh, it's it's a little I don't know, it's a little cheesy for Dracula for me, right? Um, and I have to say, overall, I have, I have always kind of enjoyed Aquafina, but she was a little much in this film. <laughs> she yeah. was, she was, I mean, out there, balls of the wall. And, and I, I just feel like they, they, they maybe should have reeled her back at just a touch. Aquafina is to me so far, and, and I'm not saying this, I, I, I don't, this is, you know, it's going to sound bad, but she's, she's very early in, in, in her acting career. She's kind of a one hit one trick pony right now that she, she kind of has one thing that she does right in her approach and directing. I'm not saying that's a bad thing per se, and I'm not saying she won't grow, but I think they lean to, there's a little too much of it in this. And, uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, I think, I think they could have eh, kind of reeled that in just a touch. It made a little of the dialogue kind of seem a little forced, but you know, overall I, I did enjoy the movie. It was a fun movie. I, I, I surprisingly, had a little more gore than I expected in it. Um, I mean, there was some, there was some, some see some, some kills in this thing <laughs> that were pretty wild. And, um, and I don't, I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, I, to me, they, they, they kind of fit, you know, they fit the movie. Um, the, uh, the one guy, I, which I cannot think of his name right now, who played the, the mob, the mob son, the guy from Park and Rec. I cannot remember that guy's uh, name. Ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz. That's right. Yeah. He, he cracks me up. Right. And, and I know, I mean, what the, my complaints with Aquafina can sometimes be parlayed straight to him as well, right? He 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 kind of plays the same type of character in everything, and sometimes it is a little much. I don't feel like he was as over the top in this one uh, as he is in some sometimes when he plays these roles. You know, I think I think it was a little more subdued. Um, but uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, it was a fun movie. I I, I rambled a little bit. I so it, it, give me some of your initial feedback on on Renfield. Absolutely. So. For me, Renfield, um, you know, obviously I, I like vampires, you know, well enough. I like the concept of vampires and, you know, and I, honestly, I like pretty much everybody's movie. Um, I didn't really have any major complaints for anybody. Uh, I did think that Ben Schwartz was a little too on the nose um, with like his portrayal, just because I, I definitely felt like I was watching like John Ralphio in like a vampire movie a little bit. Yeah, um, so I'm saying he plays the same character almost essentially in everything. It's just it is literally like the exact same. Uh, and I like him. I like him, but it is. It's like the exact same crap in every movie he's in. But, uh, yeah, I mean, whatever. But. <laughs> right. And, and, yeah, and that obviously, you know, was a little troublesome. But at the same time, I thought to myself, you know, it is what it is. It's a comedy movie. I, I think that they're try, probably just going for whatever over-the-top comedy they could do. Uh, 
Um, I will say as a comedy, just explicitly as a comedy, I would say this was pretty average. Um, you know, it was funny enough. There wasn't anything that like really had me rolling too much. Uh, but I will I mean, say this um, as like an action kind of movie. This was really superb. Um, there yeah. were a lot of really great action scenes to this. Um, there were a lot of really great fight scenes. Um, the blood and gore in this were, were honestly great and hilarious at the same time. Um, obviously, like we said, spoilers, but there's a scene where they're fighting a bunch of uh, mobsters and police officers in an apartment building. Um, yeah. And uh, he accidentally like rips off some guy's face. Um, yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> when that happened, I laughed and I was like, holy shit, I was not expecting to see like some dudes like, you know, fleshless skull just like hanging there. Um, and then like he ripped like two guys arm, like he ripped a guy's arms off and like started like beating people to death with them and then like impaled <laughs> yeah. two people with them. Like, oh my God, it, it, it was super over the top in the violence, but it made sense, obviously, given the context. Um, and I and I will say this, um, where where the comedy lacked, the the action definitely picked up on. Um, and I and I will say this with as much respect as I can. This was not a horror movie at all. There's no, nothing no, no, scary. No. Yeah, like no. this is a horror themed movie, maybe at best because it's it's, it's Dracula. But this is not a horror. Yeah. Movie. It, it's not scary. It's, it's it's just it's there. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's a monster movie, but it doesn't have any of the suspense or tension or any of that of a monster movie. There's they, they there's none of that in it. Which is what I'm saying. I think, I think they should have backed the comedy off of Dracula completely. I think he should have been a little more sinister, a little more ruthless, and not comedic in any way. And it could have added some tension and, and a little more scariness. And they still could have kept, you know, the, some of the horror or the comedy elements with the other characters. And um, as you're right, there was, you know. Uh, you know, and outside of, you know, I mean, I will say, you know, Monica, my wife, she 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 questioned when we went in this. She was, why are you this is not a not a horror movie. But I'm like, well, you know, I, I mean, it is. It's got Dracula. It's got vampires. So it's got that. You know, I mean, horror is a very broad scope. I get that. Uh, but we have talked about it in the past that, you know, horror should at least have some tension and, and, and some spookiness, some scariness. And there was not there was not enough, if any, really, in this movie. It was it was a, it was an action comedy. Is what it was with with a with a monster in it, a vampire in it. Right. And yeah, and, and I think that, you know, like you said, the, the, the horror genre is it's very vast. It's very wide. And there's a lot of different things that, you know, play into the concept of a horror movie. You know, what what does a horror movie need? And especially in this kind of genre, what, what does a monster movie need? And I, I think that this this had a lot of the great aspects you know what i mean a little bit of horror a little bit of comedy a lot of violence a lot of blood you know it had the right spirit but i i think that like david said if you literally if you went into this movie and you said we're gonna make we're gonna make dracula scary we're gonna make him like a very serious stoic character and he could literally do all the same things that he was doing and he could literally just be like this really creepy character. And I think Nicholas Cage could have done it. And I, I don't think oh, yeah. it was a skill issue at all. Nicholas Cage is a phenomenal actor, despite what people say. He's a phenomenal actor. Yeah, um, yes. And, and, no, and, I, and I'll die on the hill. I mean, I've seen him, for instance, in Willy's Wonderland. He was really good. Uh, that's a horror movie he was in. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, and he's in a lot of other stuff, too. But it's just like 
I know Nicolas Cage could have pulled off a scary Dracula role. He looked scary. He had the really creepy teeth. He had the the receding hairline, which may just be natural. Um, you know, but like it just he I think he definitely fit the role. Like I, I was a little worried how he would be as Dracula, but he did great. I just think that yeah. he was too funny. You know what I mean? Which is not something Absolutely. I would normally say about Nicolas Cage. <laughs> no. I mean, they had the they had the clear villain in this movie, right? right. They, they, it was served up, and it was already the. They even went into it with the advantage of they had a, they had the the a, the, the villain was already established. Everybody knows Count Dracula, right? Everybody knows it is a part of of, of pop culture, so it, it's established, right? You could have completely leaned into hard the spooky, the 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 scary. I mean, there, he needed to have a just a few kills to kill type situations, right? Or, or this uh, and, and different things. And um, I don't know the the little some of the little sarcasm and the little snipes and the little facial, it was so un un Dracula like it was just it didn't fit right did not fit, and it, it, it took away absolutely all the scariness and um and I think to me though it like you said it it wouldn't have changed the movie at all to take the comedy away from Dracula and just put it with the others it wouldn't have changed the concept at all and um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just, uh, yeah, there was definitely, there was definitely, yeah, not any real horror to it. Even though there was an established villain in the movie, uh, you know, and everything was set up for them, their, their approach was was not that route. And uh, so, you know, and um, you know, it is what it is. Like I said, it, it, it you know, it, it was a fun movie uh, for for what it lacked in the scariness and the horror aspects. Uh, you're right, it, it made up for it in the action. Uh, so as you know, if you're you know, when we go to get to the point of ranking, we're not ranking it based on if uh, ranking as a horror movie. We're ranking it just as a movie. And so, you know, ranking it with the mindset of it being more action comedy instead of horror comedy makes it it's a different light. And um, but I feel like I, I feel like they dropped the ball to, to really make a really, really good movie by just a few a, a couple key aspects. Like I said, the you know, the comedy uh, was in the wrong place. I mean. And some of the comedy was a little, I mean, it was a little forced, right? I mean, right. having, you know, 25 times or whatever where people tell each other, fuck you, just because it's come quickie, you know, snappy. I mean, come on. That was, it was kind of a tired joke, you know, after a while. It was just, <laughs> it was a bit much, uh, you know, but, uh, yeah, I, it I, is I, is. I, I like, I like the, like the, the fuck you, Kyle. I thought that was hilarious. Um, yeah. Like the first few but times. Then they, <laughs> Yeah, but then they started doing it. You know, she like you know she was t- telling everybody that oh fuck you, fuck you all, and it was just like okay, let's let's keep it pinpointed in a little bit, and <laughs> if we're gonna do that, let's don't you know if we're aiming it at the one guy, which could have been the gag in the movie, and then they kind of I don't know they kind of spread it out and it kind of took the effect away pertaining to the one guy, but um you know I don't know I mean it was and to be fair. The movie, well, you know, I'm not saying every movie again. I've said this many times. Every movie does not have to be uh, poetic and make you your jaw drop and everything else. The movie was predictable. Uh, I mean, you knew where it was going. You knew pretty quickly on that the pretty much the entire police force was 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 crooked (laughs) and involved. I mean, you you pretty much knew fairly early on. Well, Dracula is going to get tied into with this mob family and, and try to use them at some point. And you just you kind of knew where it was going to go. And, uh, you know, they got there and it was OK. And it was fun. 
but there was I don't think there was anything about it that was that what I would call uh, was was shocking or, you know, or anything or, or you know, and, and I'm not saying again, I'm not saying it had to have that, but, uh, you know, it was very predictable. It was. And uh, again, yeah, not, I mean, that's not necessarily in a bad because this movie, again, it's an action movie. It's not, you know, it doesn't have to be a puzzle, you know, make you make you think. Um, so, again, I, I did. I, I enjoyed the movie. It was a fun movie. There's a couple things I really wish they would change that really would have knocked it up to an exceptional movie for me. It really would have because it was beautifully shot. I love that it was, you know, it was set in New Orleans. Perfect. Perfect for this this movie. And, and when you're talking vampires, uh, you got to give the shout out, you know, shout out to the 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 the, the appearance of uh, Cafe de Monde and everything else. You know, a favorite spot there in New Orleans. <laughs> uh, but it fits because it's like. People will chuckle at the, oh, the little cafe. Though. There's there's a vampire cafe, you know, bar and cafe and restaurant in New Orleans. Not necessarily that or whatever, but you know there, that exists and that's there. And it's uh, you know, it's a very uh, it's a very spooky type city. You know, plays into a lot of that. So it was the perfect setting. It was beautifully shot. Nicholas Cage looked great. It uh, did did well with what he was given. I just think maybe he was given given some of the wrong stuff. Uh, the 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 absolute all-star of the movie was Nicholas Holt. He was spectacular. Yeah. He is he is so believable in everything he does. I mean, he just everything he did, even when it was even times where it was comedic and even times when it maybe wasn't even strongest comedy, he he plays it so natural that you just believe this guy and his character. And uh so he's great. Again, Aquafina I you know, she is what she is. I think it was a little, there was a little much of her. They could have toned that back a little, toned back the comedy with Dracula, uh, made him a little more sinister, added a little more spook to it, um, and made it a little more suspenseful. And uh, I, I think I think it would have bumped the movie up a notch. Um, but, you know, and it's, uh, it's weird to me because it did okay in the box office. But you know right. this movie did did not perform as well as Pope's the Pope's Exorcist. Really? In opening weekend. Yeah, the Pope's Exorcist I'm pretty sure was the number two movie in opening weekend, and Redfield was number four, which is is wild to me, and it, it is kind of it, it's telling to me uh, what people are looking for right now. Of course, I'm, I'm I didn't I haven't looked, but 99.9 percent sure you know Mario was still number one. I, I can't imagine that was <laughs> anything knocked it off. But uh. But yeah, the, Pope's Exorcist the, the on world, opening the weekend. The world said, you know, I'd rather see the the Italian plumber man. We need that Italian plumber. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, again, you know, I I was very excited for this movie. Uh, as excited as I was for the content, so I, I you know I feel like maybe it let me down a little because right. like I said, it wasn't exactly what I wanted, but I wouldn't say it was a bad movie. It was it was just a miss. I feel like it was a uh, misclassified as it would. When you're expecting it to have a little more monster horror elements, and it doesn't. I think it's just a. I think it's a little mis misconstrued, mismarketed. I don't even know if marketed is the right word, but uh, yeah, at uh, least my anticipation was wrong. Yeah, that's what I was gonna. I was gonna say it's like it's almost like you know you you went into the movie thinking hey it's gonna be one thing and then you're like oh I guess not. Um, but yeah, like you said, it wasn't at all a bad movie, and like. I think that's the big thing to take away from this is that I would still recommend everybody go see it. I just would not say that this is a, a, a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, you know, this is very much a movie that I, I, you know, I think I'll probably rewatch at some point when it comes out in streaming and, and something else. I, 
I can see myself at, at some point in time uh, sitting around, you know, scrolling through movies and say, oh, hey, it's Renfield. I haven't seen that in a while. Let's, let's give that a, a, another watch. And, uh, you know, and because, again, the, the, the fight scenes, the action scenes, and, and some, you know, the gore that was tied to that, that was pretty, you know, it was pretty good. Uh, right. And uh, the, the, so, you know, it was what it was. It had some good, it had some good elements. Um, it had some elements I think took away. It kept kept it subdued a little bit that maybe could have changed, but that, that could just be my opinion. What I anticipate. I mean, you go in expecting a movie with Dracula, you expect one thing from him, and I don't know. I think it, I don't know. We talked about Hotel Transylvania here. I, I think they gave us a little more <laughs> Hotel Transylvania Dracula than they did a uh, Universal Dracula. So maybe, but uh, let's let's rank this thing. I again. Uh, I, you know, I'm not saying, you know, we don't rank this based on it on a horror scale. We rank it just as a movie. So right. having seen it now thinking, oh, this is not a horror movie. It's an action movie. I, I still think I have to give this movie a three because I did enjoy it. It was fun. Um, like I said, you you change a few elements of that to me and it's it's a three and a half, four almost if you if you did it the right way. But there's nothing there that took away enough that I would think would drop it below that three level, which means I enjoyed it. And it was a fun watch. I don't regret seeing the movie at all. And it was fun enough to me that I, to me, I'm, I'm going to give it a three out of five screams. I, I think that um, I'm almost on the same page. Um, I, I will say that for me, when you have a good like action movie, that's like an action comedy, but like a little, a little bit of that horror, like I guess background, um, I, I really enjoyed it. So I, I when I after I watched it, my initial ranking, and I think I'm going to stick with it, is a three and a half out of five, just because I would put this above some of the movies that I would rank at a three that we have ranked as threes. Um, you know, I, I would probably go out of my way to watch this movie again. Like when it comes to streaming, I probably would say, you know, let me give it another watch. So, um, yeah, I'd say three and a half out of five for me on this one. Yeah, and again, I mean, it can. It, it, it's such a character that is so dear to my heart that I felt like I was a little, I was a little let down by that portrayal of that character. And that's, that's, you know, so again, that kept it, like I said, you make a few tweaks and this is a four, this is a four screen movie for me. If you, if you change some of those things that I wanted personally <laughs> would have changed. And I'm not right. saying that, you know, everybody else, you know, I, I've seen a lot of favorable people out there say, Hey, they loved it. It was fun and everything else. But uh, yeah, but again, it's it, the, the, the takeaway is it's, it's a fun movie. But you have to, if you're going to go see it, or if you haven't seen it yet, it is not a horror movie. It <laughs> is, it is a a violent a violent action movie, and it is a you know it's it to me it had you know I don't know it had it had more in line uh, with a Rambo movie than a than a Nightmare on Elm Street type movie. It's just you know it it had kills that were kind of graphic and some gore, but there there was no elements of of horror. There was no suspense. No tension, even though there was a villain there, it just it just wasn't. Um, right. He he really never felt like a threat. Really, I mean, honest to God, they just I mean, it was missing. Uh, to me, it was missing a lot of that altogether. So, but it is what it is. I still recommend people go see it. It, it was a fun movie. Um, but you know, I, I I'm now thinking uh, here in the near future, I know I have to go. You know, Evil Dead Rise this week, but man, I, I I'm really Jones to go see the Pope's Exorcist now. Uh, that, you know, performed pretty well, and I I think I like it so. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I can wait for streaming for it. I may have to go see it. So, but uh, that's it. That's our review of Renfield. Uh, three and a quarter stars average out for us, or three and a quarter screams, excuse me, average out for us. So there you have it. Uh, next week we will be reviewing Evil Dead Rises. We said multiple times. I'm super psyched about this. 
Um, it, it's going to be fun. Uh, before we get out of here, uh, talking Evil Dead, we did have a poll on Twitter uh, relating to Evil Dead. And I said, of the four existing movies, uh, what uh, what movie do they uh, do? Do people enjoy most? Our, our listeners and our followers enjoy most. Coming in number one was Evil Dead 2 with 45 percent. Coming in second was the Evil Dead remake from 2013 at 32%. Coming in third was the Evil Dead from 1981 with 18%. And coming in fourth was Army of Darkness at 5%. Um, I think that's kind of fair. I don't, I, I, Evil Dead 2 is a fun movie. I really enjoy it. Uh, I mean, the remake, the, uh, the remake's okay. Apologies. Uh, uh, my my that's, sound that's right. mixer over here is going crazy. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, to me, the, the strongest movie is, you know, Evil Dead 2 and the, and the Evil Dead 1, 2, that first two. Uh, and the remake is pretty good. I, I would agree that I think Army of Darkness so far is the it's the weakest of the movie. It's it's kind of like Renfield. There's a little too much comedy <laughs> in that uh, for me. So, but uh, see, but I'm super I'm, excited to see Evil Dead Rise. See, I'm surprised there was, you know, um, I'm honestly a little surprised by that. Um Sorry, I'm trying to get that song out of my head now. Literally, my sound. So for people who don't, I have a sound mixer, and apparently um, it decided to play a song today. Anyways, good Lord, um, trying to move past that. But I'm kind of surprised by that ranking, though, only because um, the original Evil Dead, in my opinion, kind of holds sort of that, like, uh, what's the word? Sort of holds that cult status, if you will. Um, yeah, so I, yeah. I, I'm a little surprised that Evil Dead 2 got above Evil Dead 1, and I'm even a little more surprised that the remake got above the original. Um, n- not to say that I don't like either of those movies, because I do like both of those movies uh, a lot. It's just I am a little surprised by that ranking. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it makes it makes me wonder how many of those people maybe came into the Evil Dead franchise with the remake and then right. maybe revisited the others. A lot of times that, that does it. Um, yeah, to me, you know, one and two, uh, again, that's that's two movies that they go they go hand in hand for me. They they're they're like a you uh, you can't separate the two to me. They they go together, right? right? You need to you have to watch them together in my eyes. Um, so it's it's, hard, it's very hard for me to differentiate and separate the two as which one I like better than the others. Um, and you know, and I and I like I like the series. I didn't you know didn't go into that didn't discuss that. I haven't re, you know rewatched it in a while, but you know, Ash vs. Evil Dead. It's a fun series uh, to watch. That's out there, uh, but I'm super stoked for Evil Dead Rise because for everything I see, man, they have, they have stripped away any of the comedic aspects, and yeah. they're they're just getting to the to the, uh, the to the fear, to the gore, to the suspense, to the scariness uh, that that I think the the first one leaned heavy into. Right, there wasn't the first one didn't have you know didn't really have a lot of that that comedy it, that really started coming into it a little more uh, you know a little in the second and then more so in the Army of Darkness course. <laughs> Uh, but uh, but it's funny because it's like it's like people when they think of Evil Dead, they think you know obviously of Ash, and they think of they think of the lines from the comedic parts and later you know this is my boomstick and and everything else that's that's the more comedic stuff that came in came in later so I don't know maybe that's it maybe just people are really that that stuff sticks with them and that's what they like but uh, anyway about it I'm I'm excited I can't wait I can't wait to watch it. And uh, I, I'm going to go to I think I'm going to go to an early showing and hope that uh, we're the only ones in the theater because, man, watching a scary movie in the dark by yourself. Oh, that's, that's good stuff. So uh, anyway, that's coming next episode. We will review Evil Dead Rise. Uh, make sure you subscribe to us. Follow us on all our social media platforms. Ike, before we get out of here, uh, anything you want to say? Um, 
I hope you guys are a fan of Louis Armstrong because for whatever reason, the sound mixer decided to play What a Wonderful World today. Um, yeah. I see skies blue. I hope Such we don't. A, one, of the, one of the most perfect songs of all time, but you know what? That, that song always makes me think of Good Morning Vietnam, yeah. the Robin Williams movie, because it, it, it plays it in that, you know, is it scanning Vietnam? I think it's actually right in the opening movie. I don't, for whatever reason, I, I, that is now because of that movie, it's always it's tied tied that song to it from in my head. See, for me, I think of the Sandlot movie. Um, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's, yeah. So it's it's weird, different generations, I suppose. Um, but yeah. yeah, the Sandlot. That's where I, that's where I get that from. I um, mean, I haven't watched the Sandlot in a long time. I have to watch this. I know. <laughs> yeah. That's not horror related, but it's <laughs> just a I personal know. note. <laughs> well, there was a big scary ass dog in the neighbor's in the neighbor's yard though. That was that is true. That is very true. That dog was very scary as a kid. Definitely was afraid of that dog. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, all right. Well, let's wrap this up. I'm excited for Evil Dead Rise. Cannot wait. Again, this Amen. is one of the movies that I'm, you know, have been most excited for uh, this year. I believe, I believe the plan is. Uh, don't hold me to this, but I believe next week the plan is for our segment will be the unveiling of uh, Stump the co-host, our trivia-based uh, segment where we're going to have uh, each of us will have trivia questions. That we will ask of the other. And what we're going to do is uh, we're going to keep score on who wins each time we play it. And uh, when we do our year in review episode, uh, we'll, we'll name who is that year's uh, podcast trivia champion between you and I. Uh, so uh, Can't stop we have a, we have we have a we'll see. We'll have a <laughs> we'll have a chance to uh, to shine and show our worth or we're going to completely embarrass ourselves. Um, we'll see. Uh, it should be fun, but. Uh, as of now, that's the plan to unveil that game, that segment next episode. So, but until that time, uh, go out there, watch some horror movies in theaters, support the genre. And, uh, you know, if you've seen it, go see it again. Uh, let's give them our dollars so that they'll keep making all these movies that we love so much. But until next episode, wherever you go and whatever you do, be good, be safe and have many pleasant nightmares. <laughs>